0: Oh, good morning. morning. Oh, welcome to Crestview Baptist Church. I don't know if you noticed it this morning, but there was a little bit of chill in the air. Yesterday was the official first day of fall, and I love it. I don't sweat all the time in the fall, just half the time. So, uh, but welcome to Crestview Baptist Church this morning. We're glad to have you with us. Thank you for choosing to come worship with us this morning. Uh, I look forward to a time of worship and a time of fellowship, and uh, but I'm gonna start us off with some announcements. I have quite a few, so just bear with me. Uh, tonight there is a picnic at the creek, uh, six o'clock. Uh, bring a dish, whatever whatever you bring is what we eat. So uh, that's tonight. Don't forget our Wednesday night Bible study this week. Uh, adults here in the fellowship. In the, not in the fellowship hall, here in the sanctuary. Adults here in the sanctuary and children and youth will be down in the building. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, the men and whoever else will be working, working on some projects here around the church. Uh, so if you want to come out and you're able to come out and help for that, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, the first da- the first Sunday in October starts next week, and I'm going to really start pushing the fall festival. It's on the 28th. So if you feel like you want to volunteer for any part of the fall festival it's going to be a little bit different this year we're going to do uh, a a, a full fall festival for the first two hours from four to six and like we're going to I'm going to have some inflatables and I think we're going to be setting up giving out some popcorn and just really trying to reach out to the community and uh, spread the gospel and um just uh you know, maybe invite some people to church. That'd be good. Uh, and then from uh, 6 to 7, the trunk or treat will take place. So if you feel like you want to volunteer or work in any of those areas, let me know. I'll get a list down, and we'll start within a, within a week or two. I'll have a list of what all we can do. Uh, September the 30th, that's next Saturday, is um, from 9 to 3. And I didn't look where it was at. Where was At the courthouse, if you went through the jail ministry training, that is the time to go get your badges for the jail ministry. So September the 30th, that's Saturday from 9 to 3 at the jailhouse. Um, Saturday, October the 7th is our breakfast, our monthly breakfast. So keep that on your calendar. Uh, A lot of things going on for the youth and children. Uh, October the 4th. We start play practice for our Christmas play at 5.30, 5.30 to 6.15. We have a really, you know, we, we get in there and we start practicing and get it going pretty quick. And then at uh, 6.15, uh, we have a small meal, but it's enough to fill your kids up, a light meal in the fellowship hall. And in 6.30ish, we try our best to get out and start uh, our prayer so we can get working on our uh, Bible studies. It's a busy time of the year down in the building when we're working on the Christmas play. Sandra keeps us on, keeps us on our toes. Um, Wednesday, October the 11th, after the play practice is done and we, get, and we get started, we are going to, the youth will be going to Fields of Faith at, the, at Hope Baptist Church's Shelby campus. It's for the FCA. Um, that's Fellowship of Christian Athletes, if you don't know what that is. It is a, um, it's always a good... Um, a good program, a night of worship, they have a speaker come in, uh, so you'll see slides for that, and plus it's in the bulletin, and uh, October the 21st, is on a Saturday, we're going to be going to support Calvary, and I believe, is it Bowling Springs that's going in with them? Calvary and Bowling Springs Baptists are having a, commun- a youth-type uh, worship service. That evening, we're going to be going to support them. The information about that is in the bulletin, and so Youth Sunday is October the 29th. I told you there was a lot, so we're having Youth Sunday October the 29th. The youth will be in—I say complete control, but I'll be—I'll be wrangling them in just a little bit. They'll be in control of the service that day. Um, with that being said, they have a few. We have a few student ministry fundraisers going on right now. I don't like to get real deep into that. At, at, the beginning of service but uh see me if you're interested in this in a student ministry shirt and we also started selling rat and eyes which we started for the vendor sale but I'm going to keep it rolling for a couple weeks and there's little cards out on the welcome center that you could that has our group name and you can order online or you can see me and uh I can have you look at the catalog and you can fill something out and the last thing I'm going to say about any fundraising stuff here is we have lots of donuts left over. They're good. They taste yummy. The youth will be selling them, as you go out today, $10 a dozen if you want to grow. Actually, just do this, a donation. If you want to make a donation for a box of donuts so we don't have 12 boxes of donuts go to waste. So if you want to make a donation for a box of, do, for a box of donuts, I'll have a couple of youth standing out here in the Welcome Center as you go out today. And that's it for me. Well, not completely it for me, but I just want to turn it over. Oh, Miss Sanders got to say something.
1: I just got to say something. Actually, I am excited. Last Sunday, our WMU and the Brotherhood, we sponsored a meal after church, and it was donations for our North Carolina missions. And you gave $500. So great job. Now, the uh, North Carolina Missions theme is relief for today, hope for tomorrow. And unless you've ever been in a situation where all seems hopeless, you really can't appreciate that statement. But uh, the North Carolina Baptists used to be the Baptist men, but we have, thank the Lord, they have just as many women helping now as they do men. And Whitey's going to talk to you later about um, a training to get certified. But um, our goal for the whole state, uh, I was wrong the other day, I said 2.1 million. That was last year. This year it's 2.5 million. But our goal here at Crestview is 2,000. So to say that we have $500 from last week's meal, we've got a way to go. So I've got some helpers this morning. I'm going to ask them to come on up. Come on, you construction crew. <laughs> See? All right, y'all, come on up here. There we go. All right, these are our future volunteers for North Carolina missions. <clears throat> now, we're all called to be missionaries, but we don't have to go a long way from here. You can be a missionary and support those right here in your own county. One of the camps is in Shelby, where they do a lot of training. And this money goes to building new churches. As a matter of fact, a crew just got back the other day from Anchorage, Alaska, and they built a new church. They also have medical, dental, and health screening ministries. Also, crews go out when there's been a hurricane, flooding, tornadoes. Whatever disaster there has been, they will come out. And our own group right here in our church is wonderful. If you ever have a situation where you need help, please contact our men. But we are going to have a time of special offering right now because this is our last Sunday to give. And like I said, our goal is $2,000. So... Our little construction crew has something they would like to say to you. And as a matter of fact, it's up on the screen if you would say it with us. Hats off to those who give to North Carolina Missions. So as they take their hats off, that's going to be their offering baskets. We're going to ask you to come and give at this time uh, while they're up here with their hats. Just drop your offering in the hats. Before they go back to their seats, Teddy said everybody was putting money on this side in Susie's basket, and Izzy said everybody was putting stuff in Charlie's basket on this side. We're gonna give you one more minute to come and support these other two so they don't feel (laughs) left out. One more time. (laughs) This is your last call to give to the North Carolina Missions. Oh, Izzy, oh, Teddy, they're not coming. Come on moms, come on dads. I would like to thank you all. The hats look full, but I'd also like for us to give a hand to our little construction crew.
2: You know it's always great when you get kids involved in things I want to say thank you to all those that uh, gave and came and helped this past Friday listen we had a huge busy weekend Friday we fed the Crest High football team 92 people including the coaches we fed and then after they cleared out, we fed the marching band and with 62 people. So thank you for all those that came and helped with that and gave. If you're still uh, interested in helping support that, um, we would gladly accept anything to help cover the cost of that. But uh, we do thank you for that. I will tell you that we did where I was able to share the, uh, the gospel with the football team. And Coach Sosby has done a great job with those boys. They are the most disciplined and well-behaved group of football players I have ever seen. He has done a tremendous job. They were so respectful. And uh, I'm telling you, when I prayed to bless the food, having all those football players yell amen at one time was great it filled the entire fellowship hall it was awesome so thank you for that and i also want to say thank you to all our i don't want to say senior adults but i'm going to tell you the ones that answered the calls to chad's uh plea for help with the with the uh the lock-in i think he ended up with 14 teenagers is that right Okay, th- that stayed, spent the night here. He had two more that they left at midnight after the bonfire and everything. But um, that stayed. But everybody that answered that call was... They were everybody... Okay, I had to check with that, but everybody was over 50. That stayed until the wee hours of the night. And some of them were even back early the next morning cooking sausage biscuits. So, uh, but thank you for that. That means a lot. That we had grandparents. Soon to be grandparents. Great grandparents in some cases. That came out and, and set and, and helped because there was a ministry for young people, and that that speaks a lot. And I want to tell you that I do appreciate that, and thank you so much. We we were able to have some really interesting conversations with some teenagers at 5 o'clock in the morning. They probably don't remember some of them. Some of them were sleeping. One of them asked me, they rolled over and looked at me, and they said, why are you here? And I said, I came because you're here. And he said, didn't you sleep any? I said, I got some. But why are you here? I said, because you're worth it. And they are. So I do want to say thank you. Now, as we go into our time of worship, if you would please join me in prayer as we approach the throne of God. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you. Dear Lord, it is because of Jesus Christ giving His life for us that that moment that that curtain was ripped from top to bottom allowing us access to come into Your presence to enter into the Holy of Holies. Dear Lord, we do not have to go through a priest. We do not have to go through a preacher that we because of the death of Christ can enter into your presence and we can cry out abba father to the lord because of the blood and the price that he paid on the cross we have been adopted into his your family paul says that we are joint heirs with jesus that we that have accepted you as our Savior, we are brothers and sisters with Christ. And we share in His inheritance as a child of God. Dear Lord, I hope that today we are reminded that we are a child of the King. Not because of anything that we have done. Not because we are so special. But for merely the fact that you loved us. And you died for us. And dear Lord, that is why we're here this morning is to worship you. Dear Lord, there are so many people here that are dealing with different things, whether it's monetary issues, physical issues, mental issues, problems at work, problems in marriage. Just problems with life, dear Lord. But you tell us us that you care about each and every one of us. And dear Lord, we lay those at your feet right now. Because we cannot do this alone. And you care about us. Lord, we thank you for that. And we worship you this morning as the choir leads us in praise to your name. As Chad speaks to the children. As I share your word this morning. May you receive all the honor and glory for all of it. And dear Lord, we ask that you fill this place with your presence this morning. So that as we leave, we will know that we've been in the presence of God. Bless this time. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen.
1: Would you stand as we sing our hymn of praise number four, To God Be the Glory. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for our many, many blessings. Lord, you're so good to us. And I just ask now that you will bless this gift and the giver, for it is your holy name that we pray. Amen. I ask you to stand again as we sing our hidden praise number 142. There is a fountain.
3: To sing no more, till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sing no more. Amen. Thank
0: you. Can I get all the kids to come forward? Thomas is always first one up here. Good. Enthusiasm. All right, guys. So, what did I say? What season are we coming into? I told you earlier, what season do we come into? Come into fall. Fall is such a good time of the year. There's pumpkins everywhere. Yeah, there's also hay bales and scarecrows. And, I know what you do. All right. You, do All right. you
3: just dress
0: The leaves start changing colors. It's cool outside in the morning, which a lot of people don't like that. But I love it. It, On days it doesn't get above 70 degrees, those are my kind of days right there. I don't want it negative 10, but I don't want it above 70 either. (laughs) Well, we are going to talk about change a little bit. So when fall comes around, what kind of changes do you see? I said the weather changes. It gets cooler. I know what they do. The leaves turn
3: into yellow, red, and orange, and then they fall
0: off the trees. Okay. What was you going to say? Were you going to say the leaves? Leaves fall. leaves fall. Plants that you see growing all spring, they wither up when they the dry. when the frost comes. And what you see on top of the ground dies, but then in the spring they come back up again, right? Some of them. And so change happens all around us in this time of year. Well, I got news for you. We go through change all the time. The world is changing around us every day. If you could go, if you could get in a time machine and go back a hundred years, you just would not believe how much the world would have changed in just a hundred years. Change is something we cannot get away from as people, except for one thing. There's one thing that doesn't change. Does anybody know what that is? God. God doesn't change. I want to share with you a bible verse and this is psalms 102 verse 27 it says you are the same and your years will have no end this is a cry out to god and through this whole chapter in psalms it's talking about he's getting older and how things are changing and things are not going good but he gets here and he says that god is the same And his years will have no end. Isn't it awesome that as much as the world changes around us, we have a God that never changes. His love for us never fades. His forgiveness, if we have forgiveness through Jesus Christ, that never changes. Isn't that great? And so this fall, when you start seeing the leaves fall off the trees and grass start getting brown, which is my favorite time of the year, by the way, so I don't have to cut it anymore. Um, and all the other changes that come with fall, I want you to look at it and remind yourself that you have a God who never changes, all right? We're going to pray, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more when we go out to Children's Church, and you guys can sit right there if you want to, or you can go back to your seats until it's time to go out. Either one. Let's bow our heads. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the beautiful weather that we've had and all the beautiful trees and things that we see that... They turn brown and orange and all the pretty colors, and just we have lots of change around us. But while we look at this change, I want to thank you, God, for being the God of the universe, a God who never changes and whose love for us never withers and never fades. All this I ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: I would like to tell you that. Um, while our construction crew was up here, you gave $465. So we are almost at our halfway mark. So uh, Joey wants to extend this and through Wednesday. So anyone who would still like to give, you have through Wednesday. And so Wadi would like to meet with the Brotherhood and the Breakfast Committee for a minute after church.
3: the sun where to stay
2: You choir. Those of you that don't know, uh, I didn't know this until I was able to meet Nicole C. Mullins, who sings that song. Ginger and I actually got to meet her several years ago. How long? Twenty-three years ago, we got to meet her, and at the time, I didn't know this, but she is also those of you that have had children. And that have loved Veggie Tales. She also sings the, the theme song for Larry Boy in the Veggie Tales. So uh, I know Veggie Tales have changed a lot over the, the past several years, but uh, thank you, Choir. That is one of my all time favorite songs because people can argue with you all they want and tell you God's dead. But they cannot, cannot argue with what you know. And I know my Redeemer lives. And one of the, song, one of the, the lyrics in the song that she sings over top, she goes, I know because I just talked to him this morning. And that is, that is so true. But we are going to continue our series on the Apostles' Creed today. And the next section is He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. So our focal passages this morning, there's two of them. So if you would go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, and then stick your finger there and and, and find Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews is going to be the second passage that we read. But if you will go ahead and find that and just stick your finger in it and then flip back to Acts chapter 1, that's where we're going to start. But if you would stand in the honor of reading God's word as I read this out of Acts, this is what Luke records in Acts chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. It says this, "And after he had said these things, he lifted up. He was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him." Sorry about that. I think I've got a loose connection somewhere in this thing. So, a cloud received him up out of their sight, and they were gazing intently into the sky. While he was departing, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them, and they also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched Him go into heaven. Then flip over to Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to look at verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. let's pray. Our blessed Heavenly Father, thank You so much for what we see recorded in Your Word. Dear Lord, I ask that You bless the reading of Your Word and speak through me today. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our living Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So here are the facts. Ascend literally means to go up or to climb. So when you say something ascended, it's just the past tense of the verb. It means it went up. Now here is something I find very interesting. When you use the present tense, ascending means it's going on right now, right Paul? Okay? When you use I keep asking Paul cuz he's a professor professor of English. I never got above a C in an English class in college or high school. So I have to ask to make sure that I am I am doing this correctly. The present tense, ascending, means to grow in size, power, or importance. Which is incredible. Because as these disciples, there was about 250 of them gathered around there on the mountaintop. And as Jesus Christ was ascending, just by the definition of the Word, He was growing in power. He was growing in importance. He was growing in size. So when we say Jesus Christ ascended, as He ascended, He took His rightful place, and we'll go over that. He left his human body and became bigger than he ever was here on earth. Returning to who he was. And the second fact that we need to share is this. The seat at the right hand of the king was a position of honor. It signified that the person was the most trusted and powerful person in the kingdom. Their authority and power was the same as the king's and they only answered to the king himself. So the person that was seated at the right hand of the throne, when they spoke, they spoke with the same authority as the king. The only one that could overrule what they said was the king himself. But He was the most trusted person in the kingdom. He was the most powerful person in the kingdom outside of the king. Very important to remember that as we go through this. So, first point. He ascended to heaven. Acts chapter 1, verse 9, And after He had said these things, He was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received Him out of their sight. This ascension was not just a spiritual act. It was a literal bodily return to heaven. Jesus, His body, they literally saw Him begin to go up into heaven. He rose from the ground gradually and visibly, observed by many intent onlookers. Until He was covered By the cloud. So why is the ascension of Jesus, why is it so meaningful to us? First off, it signaled the end of His earthly ministry. Death did not, you guys realize this, that when He died on the cross, it did not end His earthly ministry because He stayed on earth after His resurrection for 40 days. And He continued to minister to His disciples. His followers. We covered that last week and proof that He had truly resurrected because he, he appeared to them over the course of 40 days, meeting them in locked houses everywhere. But it, So it wasn't His death that signified the end of His ministry. It was His ascension because John 17.4 says this, I glorified You on the earth having accomplished the work which You have given Me to do, is what Jesus says in a prayer to, to the Father. Second thing is it signifies success in His earthly work. So, showing that He successfully completed the task that He was sent here to do. John 19, 28-30. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things had already been accomplished to fulfill the Scripture, said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine upon a branch of hyssop and brought it up to his mouth. Therefore, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He accomplished why He was here. When Jesus left His throne to be born as a baby and placed in that manger, He did so because God the Father in all of His wisdom had a plan from the very beginning, from the time that before He spoke the world in existence. He had a plan. He knew that one day a guy named Artie Hubbard would be born, and he needed Jesus. So the moment that he completed that task, the moment that he gave up his spirit, his purpose here on earth, the job that God the Father had given Him to do, that only He could do, was finished. It was accomplished. And He successfully did what He was sent here to do. So His ascension meant, it signified that His work here on earth had been done. It also marked the return of His heavenly glory. See, Jesus tells, the, the, tells Mary Magdalene when she, He first meets her in the garden after His resurrection and she's wanting to hug on Him, He says, don't, don't grab on to Me because I've not returned to My Father yet. She did not see Him in His glorified body. She saw Him just like, he is, like we would see Him now if He was here with us. but there are three people that did have the opportunity to see Jesus in His glorified body. Peter, James, and John. See, His glory had been veiled from us the entire 30-some years that Jesus walked this earth. His glory was veiled. It was covered up. Except for one time. Look at Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. This is what Matthew writes. He says, Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here. One for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, the voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. When the disciple heard, the disciples heard this, they fell face down on the ground and were terrified. And Jesus came to them and touched them and said, Get up, and do not be afraid. And lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus Himself alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the, tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. You see, they had the experience of actually seeing Jesus in His glorified body. You remember in the Old Testament, as Moses went up onto the mountaintop and he met with God, when he came down, he had to cover his face because the the Shekinah glory of God was still reflecting off of his skin, off of his face. It was glowing. So he had to cover his face because he was glowing so brightly that it hurt the eyes of the Israelites. That glory of God. And for this brief instance, Peter, James, and John got to see the glory of God shining from Jesus. And you know what else? You remember that guy named Saul that went around killing Christians and locking them up? And he was on his way to to Damascus to do the same thing. And he came on his way just outside of the town of Damascus. What happened? He said there was a bright light and the light was so bright that it blinded Saul. Many people, many doctors today believe that when that happened it literally burnt his retinas. And it placed scales over his eyes because it burnt them so badly. But Paul says or Saul said Who are you? Fell to his knees, face down. Who are you, Lord? What was the response? I am who? Jesus, the one you persecute. I truly believe at that moment, Saul saw Jesus in his glorified body. It symbolized His exaltation by the Father. Ephesians 1, 22-23 Which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominions in every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fulfills all and all. See, the one that the Father was well pleased, was received up in honor and given a name above all names. Again, Matthew 17:5. While He was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the the cloud said, This is My beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. There was also another time where there was a voice from heaven. When Jesus was baptized. And the the Spirit descended on him as a dove. And then there was a loud voice, but people thought it was thunder. And what did the loud voice say then? This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Look at Philippians 2 9 through 10. when he ascended, he went to prepare a place for us. John fourteen two. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And then his ascension also indicated the beginning of his new work as high priest and mediator of the new covenant. Hebrews four fourteen through 16 Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And then Hebrews 9.15 For this reason He is the mediator of a new covenant, so that since a death has taken place for the redemption of the transgressions there were committed under the first covenant, those who have been called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. we also hear in Scripture that there is one mediator between God and man. The man Christ Jesus. And then lastly, it set the pattern for His return. When Jesus comes to set up the kingdom, He will return just as He left. Literally, bodily and visibly in a cloud. There's going to be one difference. When Christ returns, Scripture tells us that there's going to be a trumpet blown just as one would blow when the King is returning. And there's going to be a shout from the archangel announcing His return. It's not just going to be 250 people that see Him ascend. It's going to be the entire world. And it's going to be announced that Jesus is back. But look at the promise given to us here in Acts chapter 1, verses 10-11. through 11. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while He was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them, they also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. And then in Daniel, back in the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 through 14. I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, With the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming. And he came up to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. That all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and His kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Then Matthew twenty four thirty, And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And then Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Behold, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn over Him. So it is to be. Amen. Then the next section, the next part of this creed says, He is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, a position of honor and authority. Psalms 110.1 says the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Ephesians 1.20 Which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Hebrews 8.1 now the main point is what has been said is this. We have such a high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. In Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Due to his authority and power, Jesus is the head of the church. Colossians 1.18 He is also head of the body, the church, and He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that He Himself will come to have first place in everything. Because of the authority, He is the giver of spiritual gifts. Ephesians 4.7-8 but to each one of us, grace was given, and according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore it says, when He ascended on high, He led captive a host of captives, and He gave gifts to men. He is the one who fills all. Ephesians 4, 9-10. Now what does it mean that He is, and this is not the verse, but what does it mean that He fills all? He is complete. There is nothing bigger. He is in everything. He is all there is. Ephesians 4, 9-10. Now this expression, He ascended, what does it mean except that He had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is Himself also who has ascended far above all the heavens so that He might feel all things. This is the great one. Oh. This is why it's so important to understand who Jesus is and where He is. He is our intercessor. Romans 8.34 Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is He who died. Yes, rather He was raised. Who is at the right hand of God. Who also intercedes for us. See, the thing about having a high priest that understands and sympathizes is that He was here. He walked among us. And when He was raised up by God and set at the right hand, He is there interceding for us. Listen, I know there's been many times in my life that God has had every right to take me out of existence. But I also know that Jesus is sitting there and said, Father, He's one of mine. He's one of mine. He is interceding for us. He's saying, Father, I've been down there. I've walked in those shoes. I know how hard it is. And I died for Him. He's one of mine. He is constantly making intercessions for us. And we have to understand something that every time it talks about being at the right hand of the Father, the right hand of the throne... The right hand of the majesty, it always refers to being seated, sitting at the right hand. But there is one time and only once in Scripture that there is anything saying that Jesus is standing at the right hand. Acts 7, 55, and 56. Stephen, one of the first deacons of the church, had been preaching and he made these Jews mad because he had told them the gospel. He had shared with them the gospel and he stood boldly on the words of Jesus Christ. And so they began to stone him. They were literally killing him. But look what it says. But being full of the Holy Spirit, He gazed intently into heaven. As those boulders were being thrown on top of Him, His eyes were locked on heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And He said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. There is a lot of debate among theologians about what that means because it's the only place in Scripture that's recorded that Jesus was standing at the right hand of the Father. Some say... That it's because as He stood before Pilate and was condemned to death as He stood before them with the shouts of crucify Him, that He was standing in victory as one of His was being condemned to death. On the other hand, and this is where I lean, that Jesus was standing up to greet His servant. He was standing up ready to receive Stephen. He was standing there ready to say, Welcome home, my child. Because Stephen was bold and courageous unto death. As he was being stoned, he saw Jesus standing to receive him. Church, that's why it's so important to understand that when Jesus left this earth, He left it with a promise that He would return. And he left it to take his rightful place in glory. With all the power of heaven and earth, the only thing, the only person that has more power than him is the Father Almighty. You may say, well, wait a second. Isn't God the Father and God the Son the same? Yes. But we know because of the prayer that He prayed in the garden, He submits, the Son submits to the Father. Because He says, if there's any way that this cup may pass from Me, let it be so. Then He finishes the prayer, but not My will, but Thy will be done. Jesus also tells us that on his return that he does not know the day or the hour of his return and the only one that knows is who the father which means Jesus is there he's standing there and if it, listen I'm going to tell you something I hate waiting. I am very impatient. And if I say we've got to leave by such and such a time to get somewhere, guess what happens? I'm sitting in the truck with the engine running, ready to get out of that driveway, and guess what? I'm waiting for the boss to come out. (laughs) Never fails. Ever. Ever. This morning, guess where I was? Sitting on the tr- in the truck with the engine running, listening to Big Daddy Weave, waiting on the boss. Now I say that jokingly. She's not really the boss. Shh. But I can imagine that Jesus is standing there at the gates of heaven, just itching, ready to come and get His people and he's waiting for the boss to finally say, it's time to go. I'm telling you, he is sitting there waiting to come back with a blast of the trumpet and the shout of the archangel to get his church. And I'm telling you something else. Don't miss it. Don't be left here when He comes. Because the one that has all the authority died for you. So at this time, God is dealing with you about anything. Don't leave this place without responding to Him. His call. His urging. Listen. Give in to what He's saying. doesn't matter what it is. If you don't know Him and you want to to meet Him, please, Come up. Myself or someone else would be more than happy to introduce you to Jesus. If you are looking for a church home, we would love to have you part of here. Of our family here at Crestview. Just come up and let me know. If you know Christ and you've not followed Him in baptism and you want to be baptized, come up. Let me know. Whatever it is that God is dealing with you, don't leave this place today without getting it taken care of as we sing this song.
1: Would you stand as we sing our hymn of invitation, page 134. Jesus paid it all. (coughs)
3: Savior say thy strength indeed is small child of weakness watch and pray find in me thine all in all Jesus paid it all all to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain it white as snow, Lord, now in me I find thy power and thine alone can change the leper's fast and melt the heart of stone. Jesus paid it all. Paul Thank
2: you for being here today. Don't forget there's several things going on. Um, But please come to the picnic down at the creek. We finally, all summer long, we've not been able to go down there. We went once back in May. We've not been able to go. Actually, I don't even think we went in May. I think it got canceled because it was rainy and nasty then, didn't it? Good gracious. We've been down there once for something, but we've not been able to go the rest of the summer. We've got a great day. Beautiful day. They've been, the people have been down there working, getting trees trimmed up, getting stuff raked up, and it looks great down there. Listen, if you've got kids, they can go down there and run crazy wild. Getting in the creek, getting muddy and dirty, just having a great time being kids. But come, join us down there at at 6 o'clock tonight. Bring a chair so you'll have something to sit in and just prepare for a good time and enjoying company and getting to know each other on a very different level than you get to know each other sitting here in the pews. And then don't forget Bible study for youth and children and adults, 5.30, this Wednesday night. Please be here for that as we finish up the book at, excuse me, 6.30. See, I'm wanting you to get here early. (laughs) 6.30. Okay, Anybody that's interested in disaster relief, the Baptist men and those that work breakfast, meet with Whitey up here in the choir immediately after the service. As we leave, I'm going to ask Joy to come ahead and come on up to dismiss us in prayer. But uh, as we leave, we have several that are going through some things right now. Um, Jamie Spearing's niece, um, six months pregnant, she had the baby. It's only a pound. It's struggling. So pray for her. Pray for Doyne. He's here with us this morning. Pray for Doyne and Linda as they have more appointments coming up. Uh, pray for Nancy and her family. Her uh, stepmom just found out that she's got bone cancer. It's a complicated cancer, but they're doing a bone marrow transplant. They're doing a bone marrow transplant. Just to extend her life by six months or so? Ten months max. max. So they just found out dad is devastated. So pray for them. And I know that there's several others um, that they have things going on. Just pray for each other. Lift each other up in prayer. I know uh, Pam's mom, is she still in the hospital? Okay. She's out of the hospital now, but she may go back. This is the second time she's been to the hospital. she go, just within the last week or so. going a third time to the hospital. So pray for, for her. And uh, thank you for being here. And as we leave this place today, remember who you're taking with you. You are a child of the king. As I told my kids every time I took them somewhere, remember who you belong to and act like it. Okay?
1: I'm going to tell everybody that came to the WMU vendor show or that helped that we really appreciate you and um, what efforts you made to set it up, take it down, and to be there. Thank you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here today, and thank you for the message that we've heard. God, we know that you live and that you're in control. We thank you for what you've done for us and for what you're going to do for us, God. We just ask that you be with each person as they go on their way home or to whatever destination they're going, God. Just be with us all and bring us back here at the next appointed time. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.